G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Monday, good to get an update on what's happening by way of the national political agenda. Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby joining us. Hello, Lyle. Welcome along to 2020. Yeah, thanks very much, Neil. Good to be with you. Uh, Lyle, uh, big things dominating this week's political agenda. Of course, uh, the plebiscite legislation passed the lower house last week. It's going to go to the Senate. That debate won't happen for another week or two, I guess. Yeah, that's right, Neil. Uh, Parliament's on a break for two weeks. Um, As you say, the legislation passed the lower house. The government has the numbers there. It passed quite easily. But as your listeners might be aware, uh, the Labor Party under Bill Shorten have signalled that they plan to block the legislation when it comes to the Senate in about two weeks' time. And uh, with the minor parties, um, uh, Senator uh, Nick Xenophon's team, uh, Darren Hinch, uh, there there are not the numbers to to see it get through. So it's expected to be blocked and uh, we expect it to be tied up in the parliament uh, for some time in a a political impasse, uh, which I guess gives us more time uh, as uh, as Christians uh, to make the case to our fellow Australians as to why marriage should be preserved. Lyle, while there might be a, an impasse that's happening and it might give extra time to gather resources, evidence, and the argument continues to grow against same-sex marriage, uh, there's a package of things that go along with same-sex marriage. Of course, one of those uh, that we've talked about extensively and listeners will be quite familiar with the challenges of the Safe Schools Coalition. But there's some name changes and alterations to the way that that whole process happens and uh, the same issues still are there under a different name. Uh, What are your understandings about the thing called the Student Wellbeing Hub? Yeah, this is really fascinating, Neil. And as you say, this is a package deal with uh, taking gender out of marriage, uh, teaching children their gender uh, is fluid. And we've seen this through the whole so-called Safe Schools uh, Coalition. But uh, just in the last week or so, the federal government quietly, uh, without any fanfare, changed its Safe Schools Hub to a Student Wellbeing Hub, a very distinct change in name. We understand that is because of the publicity that Safe Schools had been attracting. Uh, it's become a, a, a brand um, that uh, is a negative one for the Commonwealth. Uh, but what's, what's also been discovered, Neil, and uh, this, this came out in Senate estimates last week, is that the recommendations of the Loudoun Review, which was conducted in, in March of this year, uh, and, and the subsequent um, uh, orders uh, given by the Education Minister, Simon Birmingham, uh, had, had not been fulfilled. Uh, so uh, we, we see that last week uh, the, the Safe Schools, or now Student Wellbeing Hub, was still promoting the, the Minus 18 website, a, a uh, extreme uh, website that provides information to children in how to... Uh, do things like tuck their penis and and uh, find their chest if the young girls to alter uh, their bodies uh, so that they can change gender. And this is quite extreme stuff, and I'm sorry to have to mention it on your radio program, but uh, the government had ordered this stuff not to be promoted by the federal government's website. Uh, in estimates last week when Senator John Williams was asking questions, uh, it was revealed that 
uh, this was still being promoted. And uh, the next day after estimates, uh, this stuff was removed from the website. So we just see that the government is playing a game of catch-up with the, the, um, the, the ideologues that are running these websites. They're not listening to the government. They continue uh, to promote their own agenda uh, to teach uh, things to children that are, that are dangerous, that are scientifically uh, contested uh, and certainly have no basis in science that a child's gender is fluid. Uh, so we're certainly grateful for the work that uh, good senators did last week to uh, expose this. As I understand it, Lyle, the Education Minister has uh, been concerned about the new website because it appears to be that there's still links uh, to all sorts of uh, you know, controversial sites from, the, uh, from this student wellbeing hub. Uh, you mentioned that uh, some of the things he had said and done, he's been fairly toothless, I guess, in that, yep. and uh, some of these things are continuing. Uh, just because he makes some sort of a uh, demand for an urgent review, that doesn't necessarily mean anything will change. No, that's right, and uh, there hadn't, hasn't been enough uh, follow-up uh, of the directives given by the minister, and uh, he was embarrassed in, um, in Senate estimates last week when this was discovered. And, of course, in today's Australian newspaper, there's even further revelations that uh, the, the government's uh, so-called wellbeing hub, formerly Safe Schools, uh, was, is promoting uh, web links to extreme homosexual websites, giving uh, children um, instruction in uh, homosexual acts of sex. And again, sorry to have to mention this, but this is what's being promoted to school children uh, and also to, to gay uh, venues where they can go and, um, and engage in uh, that, those sort of activities. Now, this is obviously not appropriate uh, for school students of any age, uh, and yet uh, the federal government's uh, website, uh, as revealed in The Australian this morning, is promoting this stuff. Uh, and this comes on top of um, Simon Birmingham having to order the minus 18 stuff down from the website last week. So there's clearly a problem here. Clearly, the government has lost control uh, of the material that is being promoted under so-called anti-bullying programs. But I think, as we all know, it's not about anti-bullying. It's about uh, a very radical sexual agenda and a, and a radical agenda to teach children that, um, that gender is just a social construct, something which uh, has no basis in science or biology. Well, it's one of those issues we'll continue to monitor and oftentimes uncomfortable talking about some of the negative things that we need to give attention to. But there are some positives that are happening, uh, some things on the horizon, which I know that, Lyle Shelton, you've described as a revolution having begun. Now, a revolution that might start with the city in Queensland, uh, Toowoomba, which I think is your hometown, is it not, uh, Lyle? Yes, it is, uh, Neil. And okay, well, when we talk about yeah. this, uh, this revolution, we're talking about uh, the challenge that has been taken up by a whole lot of men in Toowoomba to become a city without pornography and addressing all of these sorts of issues that go along with that, including uh, domestic violence. And there are, of course, other issues, all sorts of issues to do with sexuality. But uh, tell me what's going on in the, in the city of Toowoomba. Yeah, it's, it's quite extraordinary, Neil. And, uh, you know, as you said, it's my... Uh, old hometown, uh, and I have to declare an interest here. My sister, Letitia Shelton, was very much in instrumental in this. Uh, some time ago, she went and saw the mayor of Toowoomba, Paul Antonio, and convinced him to um, to call a meeting of, of, uh, of men uh, to make a declaration, an aspirational declaration, that they wanted their city to be pornography-free. Now, I think we all realise that's very challenging in this day of the internet, but, but nonetheless, it was an important um, gesture to start 
uh, a discussion and a conversation and, as you said, start a revolution to push back on uh, this scourge in our society, which we know is causing uh, young boys to be socialised into uh, totally uh, inappropriate ideas about women, which is then translating into uh, abuse of women and, of course, into domestic violence. And uh, the great thing about uh, the event that was recently held where this declaration was made, uh, 250 men turned up, but also the head of uh, Toowoomba's uh, local initiative against domestic violence. Uh, John Minns uh, is the head of that. He is the former CEO of, of Heritage Bank. Uh, uh, so he brought quite a, a degree of weight and credibility to it. Uh, but this is a community that can join the dots between pornography, its destructive impacts, and, of course, its influence on uh, domestic violence. And so this is a positive initiative. Uh, it gained international media attention. And uh, I think uh, it's just showing one community is prepared to, to take a step. And I, and I hope it's a revolution that will grow and catch on uh, in communities all around our nation. Lyle, the mayor was anticipating that there might be negative comments. Are you aware of anyone in the community who's complaining about this initiative? Look, um, it's hard to, to find it. There, some of the media reporting uh, was a little bit sneering uh, as if this is you know, uh, an impossible dream. Um, and but they found it very hard to criticise because I think we've moved to a stage now where we, we recognise that the objectification of women and girls is having a very negative influence on our society. We, we know that boys under the age of 10 have uh, the vast, overwhelming majority have viewed pornography, that they're being socialised into warped ideas uh, of, of human sexuality and how they treat girls, and this is translating negatively. So it's been very hard for there to be full throttled uh, criticism of this. Uh, it's been minor sneering, but but on the whole, um, as I've observed it, uh, they've, they've seen this as a positive thing. And uh, I think I applaud their courage. I think this is a case of a community and a mayor in particular willing to take uh, a big risk and to show some courage. Um, he knows it's not going to solve the problem overnight, but uh, for a community so publicly to push back on the sexualisation of society like this and to uh, put forward this aspiration, I think uh, will embolden many others to speak about this issue. Well, all honour to the courageous Mayor of Toowoomba, Paul Antonio, for making a leadership stand when it comes to the issue. And as you say, Lyle Shelton, a challenging one and uh, one that people might sneer at and say, how can you possibly hold it back? But uh, it takes some leadership from the front to get people talking about that and to uh, make a plan and a strategy as to how families can overcome it. Uh, well, just, just one final issue and I'll let you go. Uh, the issues that are going on in the US election. Of course, uh, we're getting into uh, the downhill run towards the US election. Interestingly, just to pick up on uh, uh, one point about the election, you've got the Democrats that are sort of in the socialism side of uh, politics. You've got the Republicans who are renowned to be conservatists uh, when it comes to their political place on the spectrum. But people are talking about Trumpism as being neither socialist or conservative. What are your thoughts on what's happening with the the way that people are, are changing their direction and they're voting for something completely different to what they're always used to? Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of confusion around the US election and just what uh, the two major candidates um, stand for. Um, Donald Trump doesn't neatly fit the, re the Republican um, side of politics. He's, he's anti-free trade. He, he's war for protectionism, uh, putting up tariff barriers again. Uh, that, that's something that, that was uh, more associated with the, the left of, of politics. 
Um, but he's he's very driven by uh, ego and uh, I would say um, a lack of personal virtues. Um, so so greed and ego very much feature uh, in his approach. He's a disruptor to uh, the mainstream, and I think that's the thing that is causing uh, great appeal. Not so much whether he's um, orthodox from a policy perspective, uh, but uh, people are sick of politics as it is, and uh, a bit like the Brexit uh, phenomenon. Uh, in in uh, the UK, uh, we're seeing people are, are crying out for, for something uh, that will disrupt politics as usual. And, of course, Hillary Clinton represents uh, the establishment and, of course, brings her own uh, level of uh, corruption to the process uh, with her and Bill and the Clinton Foundation, uh, with uh, the, the abuse of women that, that he's been involved in. So there's a lack of virtue. There's, there's an ugliness on both sides. Uh, of this, which makes it uh, a completely unorthodox uh, election and a very difficult one uh, for Christians to to think well about. That's right. I can't find Christian commentators who are pro-Trump. Neither are they pro-Clinton. And so uh, it's an interesting one to be able to observe what the American people might do as we may see some similarities to uh, the completely different directions that people might vote when it comes to the U.S presidential race. Uh, Greg, yeah, I think the best we can hope for, Neil, is that it um, causes people to think deeply about politics and, and maybe even causes a resetting of uh, the political discourse uh, in America as, as, as people realise both sides have failed uh, the population badly. Uh, I guess that's the best I can think that could come out of this, uh, this fiasco, essentially. Yeah. Lyle Shelton, great getting your insights uh, into a range of issues today. Appreciate you sharing your, those thoughts with us here on 2020. Pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having us. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.